This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Wow, it feels like a while since I've podcasted. I am recording for the first time in a few weeks because I had kind of batched up before heading up to NorCal, and I got back this week. I I was up there for almost two weeks, actually, on my way up to Tahoe. I hosted a retreat for the women who were in the Seven Figure Mastermind that I ran the first six months of the year. So we had our our celebratory retreats last weekend and it was so much fun. So much fun. It was so nice to be in person with people again and it was such a magical weekend. This is what I just love about retreats. You know, it's only a few days, but the level of transformation that can happen in just a few focused days is unreal and it was just so cool to see how everyone had (laughs) shifted even more and opened up just by the end of of the three days so yeah my heart is so full after that it was it was so incredible unfortunately not everybody could could make it so we missed the girls that couldn't come but it was it was such, such a great weekend and I would love to do more retreats in the future. It's it's been a while since since I got to do that and I'm excited to kind of open that up again. So, that's what I've been up to. Lots of lots of driving. I actually love driving. I love long drives. I I don't know. I get so relaxed from them and I always get my best ideas on long drives. So, I like them. But what's even more exciting than that is Nobius Biz School relaunched. I am so pumped about this. We have been working on the relaunch of Nobius Biz School for quite some time now. I have been, you know, kind of updating a lot of the content, adding in new things. So if you're already in Nobius Biz School, if you took that, you know, last year earlier on, then you get all of those updated materials, but I'm just so excited because Nobius Biz School is now going to be offered as a self-paced course, which means you can work through this content on your own time at your own pace. This is going to make it much more accessible to more people, which I'm really excited about. And I've been getting asked so many questions about when is Biz School coming back? It is back and I'm so, so excited for more of you to step into this container and get access to all of the tools that I wish I had when I was first building my business. I have poured my heart and my soul into this. This is for anybody who 
wants to cut through all of the BS and uh, is just ready to grow their business and they want to know what actually works. When you sign up for No BS Biz School, you get access to over 20 hours of video lessons from me, as well as over 10 hours of video interviews with other six and seven figure entrepreneurs. You also get downloadable PDF guides for the lessons, different worksheets that go along with the lessons, lifetime access to the whole course and access to our private Facebook community so that you can uh, connect with other like-minded entrepreneurs. This course covers all things strategy and business energetics. You know, that's my jam. And I think that both are very important. So we cover everything from finding your niche, creating magnetic content, setting up your business, how to nail a discovery call, how to scale your business beyond one-on-one, plus money mindset, manifestation hacks, balancing masculine and feminine energy in your business, how to use human design, Enneagram, astrology in your business, managing your energy, and everything else you need to grow a six-figure business and beyond in the online space. You are any type of coach or healer who has been struggling to get their business off the ground, then definitely check this out. If you go to bit.ly slash no BS biz school, you can find all of the information right there to sign up. You can check out a ton of testimonials from uh, my clients who've gone through biz school. People have had incredible transformations. And I think those just really speak for themselves when you have the tools that support you on your path and you apply yourself, you can do incredible things. And so many of my clients have shown that again and again and again with the results that they get themselves. I have had clients go from being completely broke to making thirty to $40,000 in three months. I have had people in three months fill up their entire practice and have a wait list of over 25 people. That could be you. So if you have been struggling to do it yourself, then I encourage you to check this out. I have had so many clients tell me that this course covered more than they got in five to 10 years of business coaching. I'm not kidding when I tell you that this course is jam packed, (laughs) jam packed. And I am just so excited for more of you to step into this. So again, if you are ready to make quantum leaps in your business, then head to bit.ly slash no BS Biz School, and you can sign up today. That is the big announcement for right now. I've been really excited about that. So I'm just so happy it's finally, finally here. If you are all about efficiency, like I am, and looking to support your body in the best ways possible, natural ways, then I want to tell you about one of my favorite companies, Ned. Ned is a huge part of my lifestyle. I use all of their products. I've been using their full spectrum hemp oil for a few years now. I was super skeptical. A lot of of CBD out there on the market is not super high quality. The amount they say they contain in their bottles is not real. There's a lot of testing that's been done on that. And so I was a skeptic. And then I learned about Ned, their sourcing, their quality, and tried it out. And my whole life changed. I noticed a huge, huge decrease in inflammation that that I had from my autoimmune issues. All my joint pain went away. My rings could fit on my fingers again. My hormones rebalanced. I got my period back after four years of menorrhea. I was able to sleep restfully, deeply through the night. And a lot of the anxiety that I had been struggling with at the time totally went away. It completely changed my life. And I got all of that with 
a dropper's worth of Ned every day. This is the cleanest full spectrum hemp oil out there on the market. The only ingredients are the CBD, the full range of phytocannabinoids and non-GMO MCT oil. So another flavors or fillers and their extraction process is amazing. They only extract from hemp flowers, the buds, as opposed to a lot of other products that are extracted from the stalks and the seeds of the hemp plant. They also only use a very gentle, slow ethanol-based extraction method done at room temperature. High heat and high pressure can really compromise the profile of the hemp flower. So that's why a lot of people might try different CBDs and think, oh, I didn't get any benefits. They also energetically infuse all of their products with love, gratitude, and positive vibes. They attune their products to the frequencies of 3.5 and 7.83 hertz to support focus, balance, calm, relieving anxiety, grounding, and it makes a huge difference. I am in love with this stuff. My personal Ned routine is I use the regular full spectrum hemp oil every morning, put a dropper's worth under my tongue, hold it there for about 30 seconds, and then swallow. I use their sleep blend in the evening, and oh my God, this is the best sleep supplement in the world. All natural. I can't even, I don't even have words. Just try it out. You're going to love it. We love to drink their mellow magnesium drink every evening. Nice little nightcap and a great way to get highly absorbable magnesium into the system. Great for relaxation, calming down before sleep. And it is hard to find a high quality magnesium powder. So I'm obsessed with this. I use their lip balm. I use their body butter. I use their natural cycle collection, their salve and rollerball. If you ever have any period cramps, pain, you need this. It instantly gets rid of it. So yeah, I'm a Ned girl all around and it is a key piece of my wellness routine. So if you want to try out any of Ned's incredible products, just head to helloned.com. You can learn all about them there and you can use my code Christina for 15% off or 20% off if you sign up for a subscription. Again, that's helloned.com and my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T, I-N-A will get you 15% off or 20% off your subscription. Get ready for your life to change. What I wanted to talk about today is money, money blocks. One of my favorite topics that comes up all the time (laughs) with clients, with friends, colleagues, and obviously if you want to build a business, you're probably going to have to face any money blocks you have. There is so much to cover when it comes to our relationship with money and really whether or not you're an entrepreneur or you're building your own business. This comes up for everybody. It's one of the most common things that comes up in intuitive readings, in energy healing, in addition to, to business coaching all across the board. And especially right now, well, in the last few years, at this time on the planet, money, money stuff has gotten really kicked up for people. So very relevant, uh, really, really pushing that, that root chakra button, you know, if you know what I mean. Uh, so what I wanted to cover today are the top five money blocks I see keeping entrepreneurs stuck because the key First is awareness. When we identify and bring awareness to something, that in itself shifts some energy. And there's a lot that we actually clear just by becoming aware of it. So that's why this is really important, right? But we can't make different decisions or even start to look into things more 
if we're not aware of what's going on. So let's let's go ahead and jump into it. So top five money blocks that that I see in my practice keeping entrepreneurs stuck in no particular order. Number one, being afraid of money. <laughs> People are really afraid of money. Like they're they're afraid of money. And I okay, I for sure had this one going on. Um how how can this show up? Being afraid of money. You're probably thinking, I'm not afraid of money. I want money. And uh, that's what you think. Okay. Being afraid of money. One way this can show up is you're afraid to look at it. You are afraid to see it around you. Okay. It makes you uncomfortable. If if you walked into a room and you just saw a bunch of $100 bills lying all around, would that make you uncomfortable when you see people who have a lot of money? Does that make you uncomfortable? When people are spending a lot of money, it's all like discomfort with with seeing money. But I think a really common way this shows up is when people are afraid to look at their bank accounts. They are afraid to look at their, you know, statements or their their credit card statements. I definitely used to have this when I, uh, yeah, I would say probably like after I graduated from college and you know pretending to be a real adult, I didn't. I didn't know why at the time, but I always knew I just like dreaded looking at my bank account and I had money that that wasn't the issue. I, I just didn't even know why I just didn't like looking at it. I didn't like dealing with it. You know, taxes. Uh, I don't like looking at that. I mean, why though? And now I'm like, well, I like seeing how much money I'm making, right? People are sometimes afraid of getting money for a number of different reasons. What is that? What does that mean if you get money? Well, then what are you going to have to do? Sometimes people are afraid of money because they are afraid of responsibility. This is a really common one. And sometimes people will straight up say that like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want want the responsibility. Mm, I mean, if you are trying to avoid all sense of responsibility in your life, then (laughs) good luck. Good, good luck with that one. I can guarantee you that if you don't want to take on the responsibility that comes with more money, then there are other areas of your life that you are abdicating responsibility that are biting you in the butt. I can guarantee you. You might be afraid of money because you think you're going to have to pay more taxes. You might be afraid of money because you think that if you make more money, then you're going to have to share it with somebody or somebody might ask you for money. People might think differently about you. We'll get to that in a second. Somebody might steal it from you, might be taken away you know, depending on uh, your life experience and the energy of any experiences from people in your family or that your soul carries from other lives. This can all be contributing to beliefs you might have that you may or may not be conscious of regarding, oh, well, if I get money, it's going to get taken away from me. That could be from the government. That could be from a family member. That could be from friend. And if you're expecting that it's going to get taken away from you, then of course you're not going to be open to receiving more of it. So those are just a few examples of how people can be afraid of money, afraid of receiving it, afraid of being responsible for it, holding it, having it, keeping it. They can be afraid of just looking at it, seeing it around them, makes them uncomfortable, makes them nervous. Sometimes, you know, it's triggering. It might bring up judgments of yourself or other people, which are really just about yourself. And 
for many people, when they have fear around money and then they do receive money, they either get rid of it right away, they might spend it or attract in a situation where they have to pay some amount. Or people go into like hoarding, I'm going to save this mode, and they're afraid of doing anything with it because they don't want to mess it up. So instead of letting their money work for them, they just like keep it there. Just going to hoard it here or, you know, hide it under my floorboards. Probably not doing that nowadays, but could be. We'll kind of circle back to that. But the thing is that when you are afraid of money, if you don't like looking at money, if you don't like seeing your account, do you think that you're energetically open to receiving more of it? Money doesn't need to be this this big, scary thing. It's supportive. I mean, people add all of these stories to money and beliefs around money, and they often make money into this scary, this big, big, bad, scary guy. And it's just money. It's just a piece of paper and it wants to support you. And it's really just neutral. It's just it's just a thing. When you become friends with money and you love having your money dates and you take care of your money, of course, more of it is going to come to you because you are energetically open to receiving more of it. You are happy to be responsible for it. This is reminding me of my episode with the money witch. If you haven't listened to that episode, it's a good one. Um, (laughs) But yeah, a lot of people are afraid of money and that is what can deflect it from coming in. You know, if you think that the second you get money, your mom's going to reach out and ask if if you can help her with some bills, then it's probably safer for you. That's how it feels to to just not get any money because, you know, we're not ready to say no yet, maybe. So this is just highlighting other places where we can have clear boundaries. And again, this is all just, you know, mirroring, mirroring for us where we can expand, open up, release some fears, where we are still in fear. Um, so being afraid of money, that's that's the first one. And that one, there are a lot of offshoots from that, which is why I wanted to start there. Let's move to number two, which is having expectations of what having more money means about you when those expectations are things that you don't like. This is so common and most people don't realize that this is going on for them. And if they do, they just don't want to admit it. Do you judge people who have a lot of money? Do you judge people who have built businesses that you might want? Are you perceiving your admiration as jealousy? Do you think that people who have money are mean or bad? Were you taught not to trust people with money? What beliefs might you have about people who have more money? This came up at our retreat and a few of the girls were saying that they felt guilty for making more money, that they don't need anymore, but they, they want more and then they feel guilty about that want. And I used to feel that way too. And then I realized... <laughs> that the more money I make, the more people I can help in a number of ways. The more money I make, the more people I can support financially. Most people have no idea how to circulate money, right? So I can actually keep putting money into circulation. I can hire other people, outsource. There are all kinds of people that I am supporting when I 
put my money into circulation in in my business, right? Connected to my business, but also my personal life. There are all of those people who I'm helping to support. I also am able to donate more money and do more good when I have more money because it's not about the money itself. It's not about the money itself. It's about what people do with the money. And there are people who have a lot of money who maybe do things that you don't think are the best, right? There might be people like that, but there are also a lot of people with a lot of money who do a lot of good. There are people who have used their money to build hospitals and donate to really important research and people who give scholarships and pay for people's education and are able to support other people getting food and other resources. There are so many things that you can do to make a positive impact with money. And the thing is, we need more people who are conscious and and really operating from love and truth to have more money so that they can circulate it in a very high vibrational way. That actually would transform the world really, really positively. The other side of this is what expectations, you know, do you have about how this might change relationships? So many people bond over financial hardship. And this can be a huge block for somebody if they are trying to build their business. You know, I've had this come up with clients before and I've told my clients, I'm like, this is blocking you when all of your friends are struggling. They're in this struggle energy. They're struggling to get clients. They are, you know, you're bonding over, oh, we both can't afford X, Y, Z, right? You're just instilling a lot of those beliefs that aren't really serving you deeper and deeper into your subconscious. And we want to be shifting those programs. Look at who you're around and what you're talking about. And I see this all the time. I remember feeling this really intensely, uh, like, you know, in my early 20s, it seemed like everybody was just bonding over, oh, well, we can't afford that. Oh, well, we're getting the deal here. Oh, yeah, this is really hard here. I can't get a job. And when everybody's on the struggle bus, then it's convenient for everybody. And then you don't realize that you're forming a lot of relationships around that energy. But then what happens, what can happen is that can be an energetic block to you receiving more because am I still going to be friends with these people? What are we going to talk about more? This really goes along with, you know, when you are conscious of changing your language and your thoughts to shift more to abundance mindset. And it can trigger a lot of the people around you if they are really stuck in scarcity. Or what about your family? Do people in your family make fun of or hate on people who have a lot of money? What are the beliefs that you have around what it means to be somebody who has more money? or what it would require of you. This can go back to the responsibility piece. If you if you believe that it's going to be really hard, <laughs> that it's going to be really hard, that it won't be any fun, that suddenly all of these complicated things are going to pop up that you don't understand. I mean, people have all kinds of stories about what it means to to have more money and that what that will mean about them. If you believe that only mean people have money, then <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you were energetically blocking more money from coming in because do you want to be that person? But then also there's the piece of maybe it's not that you think people with money are mean. Maybe you don't have judgments like that around them, but maybe what it means is, well, shit, once I have this money, I can't live at this place anymore. or I can't keep sitting on my butt and doing nothing. I'm going to have to actually make moves 
or maybe it is people are going to judge me if I am relaxing more because I have money and maybe I don't want to work as hard if I get this money. And then are people going to think I'm lazy? With new entrepreneurs specifically, one one of the most common things is is that they are afraid to leave their jobs if they're making that transition. So it's easier to just deflect money and and make it seem like this hard thing because then your subconscious is getting more evidence that more evidence that it's really hard to be an entrepreneur so I can't leave my job because that feels safer to you even though you hate your job. So, you know, we like to play those those fun little games with ourselves all the time. Uh instead of just being open letting yourself receive more money because then, oh, then I would have to leave this job. And this is where people face, this is where people face the fact that they often say one thing and mean another, right? So I say I want to leave this job. I say I want to go all in full time on my job, but I'm secretly, without even being conscious of it, going to deflect any opportunity to do that because I'm actually scared shitless and I feel like I'm an imposter and I don't really want to deal with all of that and I don't want to be visible and I know that once I run my own business I'm going to be more visible and that's really scary so you know what actually I'm just going to energetically deflect all this money and then complain that I can't make enough money to leave my job and stay in my job you see you see how this this goes yeah yeah it happens so what expectations do you do you have around what it means to make more money, have more money? And could any of those be the root cause of why you might be energetic blocking more from coming in? It's all it's all in the beliefs. It's all in awareness around the beliefs. One of the most common questions I get asked is, how many drinks do I have in a day? And it's a good question. And the answer is a lot, a lot. I'm pretty sure Organifi runs through my veins at this point. Pretty sure because I'm basically drinking Organifi all day. I'm on the Organifi diet. So, oh man, people always ask me my favorite products. Y'all, I use all of Organifi's products. I'm obsessed with them. And I also just want to give a shout out to their protein powder because it's so good. But I'm going to tell you my, my top two right now. I'm just going to say it. Number one, Organifi Green. Drink this every morning. Love this greens powder. It is delicious, minty, fresh green juice packed with 11 superfoods. Great for naturally supporting detoxification in the body and boosting your energy naturally so you can get an extra energy boost without a ton of caffeine. And you know me, I am a big believer in supporting detoxification naturally just for me with all the energy I'm processing with everything going on in the world. And this is just really gentle support. For me, it has a lot of the superfoods that I like to get into my diet every single day anyway. So it's really convenient in one powder. For example, spirulina and chlorella. Y'all know I am obsessed with with both of those. Algae, true superfood, great for detox, loaded with micronutrients. So both of those are in green juice as well as moringa. Absolutely love this for naturally boosting energy. It makes me feel so alive and fresh and great for skin health, as well as ashwagandha and adaptogen. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with that helps to balance the hormone levels in your body, especially cortisol. And I like to just feel balanced even in the morning. Those are just a few of the superfoods in green juice. It tastes so good. And I like to 
put it in water and then add in a little nut milk. Tastes so creamy, delicious, so, so good. So I love that every morning. And then my other favorite I need to give a shout out to is Harmony. Oh my God. If you don't have your hands on Harmony, it is so good. Instant hot chocolate, specifically designed to help balance hormones. And here's the thing. I'm pretty skeptical when people say you can just put a scoop in water and it tastes good. Usually it doesn't taste good. Usually you need to add nut milk. Let's let's just be honest. This stuff, I just pour it in hot water and I am good to go. If you love cacao, this is for you. It has, uh, of course, so many superfoods, including cacao, as well as maca. I've used maca for a few years now. It's really, really great for me personally with enhancing my energy naturally without like a huge boost, my alertness, but also for balancing hormones. Chased berry, one of the most popular herbal remedies for PMS and cramps. Shatavari, a well-known herb that has adaptogenic properties as well. Those are a few of the superfoods, but this is packed with deliciousness. All organic ingredients, a delicious way to naturally balance your hormones. And I know a lot of people are really looking to support their hormones right now, naturally support their bodies. This is an easy, delicious way to do it. And there's a reason why I live off Organifi. It tastes so good. And I feel truly amazing. When I've gone on trips and not brought my Organifi, thankfully they have travel packets, but if I ever don't drink my Organifi, I really notice a difference. I can't recommend this stuff enough. So if you want to try out Harmony, Green Juice, or any of their other products, I'm obsessed with them all. Just head to Organifi.com slash CTC and you'll get 15% off. That is spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash CTC and that code CTC will get you 15% off. And when you get your order in the mail, definitely post social media and tag me so I can see what you got. All right, let's move to number three, the next most common money block I see keeping entrepreneurs stuck. The classic believing you have to work hard to make money. And I'm going to combine this with believing money can only come in in a certain way. So that could be, I have to work really hard. That could also be, it's only going to come through this door. And you know, this is, this is a common belief, like believing we have to work really hard to make money. We have so much messaging in, in our society and growing up around earning your money and working hard to make money and you have to do this to earn it and this to deserve it. And then, you know, depending on perhaps what you saw around you, parents, their their jobs that might have become what you compared yourself to, where you told you were lazy, <laughs> even if it was just meant to be a joke. If you were, you know, hanging out on the couch where you praised for the hours you worked, where you praised for how much you were grinding. What did you learn is the measure of success? Was it in how many hours you worked, how hard you worked? You know, busyness has become, well, actually, I won't, I won't give it that much credit. For some people, <laughs> for some people who are still in their, their limiting beliefs, being busy is this badge of honor. These are also usually the people that are very unhappy. These are the people that are you know, coming to see me for energy healing because they feel like everything in their life is falling apart. But I'm making a lot of money, but I'm I'm uh, really unhappy and I don't have any friends and I would love to find a life partner, but I don't have time. That's unfortunate, right? That's 
that's that's unfortunate. You know, you can decide that you came here and this our incarnation to just work your whole life away if if you want to make that decision, but that's that's not really true. That's not really why you chose to to come down to this playground this time around. But some people decide it is. Then they wonder why they feel unhappy and unfulfilled, sad. I remember growing up and every school I went to was quite competitive and, you know, brought out the competitive side in me and I wanted to be a little Miss Perfect. And I spent most of my time studying and doing homework. (laughs) And I remember in middle school thinking, I just have to get through this and get to high school. In high school thinking, I just have to get through this. I just have to get through this. I know it sucks now. Just get through it and then get to college. And then in college, just have to get through this. I know it sucks. Just get through it. Just got to get through college and then going to get to work. And, and then I remember realizing, well, once I, once I start working, I'm, I'm going to be in this never-ending hellhole because that's what I believe to be true based on what I was seeing around me in the messaging. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I realized, wow, that sucks. I don't want to do that. No, I I don't want to do that. No, thank you. And with that, I don't want to live my whole life just waiting for this to be done so that then the next thing will be better. The next thing will be better. So many people live in that energy. They think, I just have to get through this. I know this sucks right now, but then once I get through it, it'll get better. And they, they get through whatever it is and they're on to the next phase, whatever it is. And then that sucks too. We just got to get through this and the next thing will be better. That was a depressing place to be in. Was a depressing place to be in, and that is not how I want to live my life. I want to have, <laughs> I want to have fun and enjoy it every single day. And then it made me realize, well, if if I'm in that energy, then I'm just not. I'm not in the right place. Not in the right place for me because I'll be excited about what's right for me. So there's that side of things. You know, there's the lack of efficiency that that is very prevalent in our society. I will say most things are set up inefficiently, even for people who are efficient. So if you're in any type of system where it's set up to be inefficient, you know, kind of not ideal. You think about how people run companies and everybody is just emailing each other and on meetings all day and then they don't actually do the work until they get home. You know, or you think about even the education system. A lot of kids will tell you, I had this experience too. Like if I got to, if I was sick and I stayed home from school, I could finish all of my work for the week in like one day as opposed to going to school the whole week and then having to do everything after afterward because what were what were we doing in class? I'm not sure. But what people do when they have a belief that they have to work really hard to make money and they have this thing in their brains of, oh, if I work on this for this number of hours, that means that I earned it. I did good enough. I can wave this as my badge of honor. Look how hard I worked. I was working all day, every day. Look at me, right? What they will do is they'll just fill that, they'll just fill that time with things to keep them busy in it so that they feel productive. Whether or not they're actually being productive is another story. Here's the thing. If I give myself a whole day to write a blog post, it could take me the whole day. I could, I could do the, 
spend the whole day on it. But if I only had 30 minutes to write it, I could take 30 minutes on it. People ask me all the time how I make courses so quickly. And, you know, part of that is because I channel them. But that overlaps with what's really going on is I'm fast at things like that because I cut out all the extra fluff, all the extra bullshit. Like, let's just go. Let's just do it. Let's be on with the next. And most people drag it out into this thing that is like this five month process or a year. And it, it was unnecessary. And most of that time is them just thinking about doing things and not, not actually doing things. And when you give yourself a lot of time, you can, you can either take longer to do what otherwise could take you much less time, or you'll just find other things, other busy things to do, extras to fill in the time that just elongate the project because you're scared of actually releasing the project. I see this happen all the time with people who are releasing courses. They do all kinds of funny things. <laughs> all kinds of funny things to drag out the creation and the release. Everything needs to be so perfect. And I have to, I had to make this graphic and then do this and then all this stuff on the back end. And I'm like, where is this coming from? None of this is necessary. Or they spent a week thinking about this other idea related to it instead of actually just doing it. <laughs> so the point is, if you believe you have to work really hard to make money, then you are probably going to experience that because you're going to make decisions that align with those subconscious beliefs. And when uh, this is a belief that you're rooted in and you're on the path to, let's say, creating something in your business or you know, you've decided, I'm going to create this and this is going to be how I make money, and you're, you are deciding on this one doorway, and you might be down that path and facing all of this resistance. It feels like you're dragging so much energy. It feels like you're pushing. It feels like you're forcing. It feels like everything's going wrong. Or it feels like you have to drag yourself to get going with it. It's like so much resistance. Or, or you create it and nobody's coming your way and you can't figure out what the problem is. And you think, if I just work harder and put more energy into this and, and, just keep forcing it that it has to work because there's a piece of you that thinks that if it's really hard, that that means you're more worthy or deserving, right? If you have that, that type of belief, then you're going to keep pushing and forcing. The thing is that in that situation, you can totally overlook where things could easily flow. The universe is trying to direct you toward what will flow. And if you're pushing, forcing the whole way, I'm not saying that there's never any hard work involved, but when that feels like your entire experience the whole way through, what if there's another door that's, that's where all the money wants to come in or all the clients want to come in and you just don't want to open it because it seems too easy. And the thing is that most people, when they are deciding what to monetize, they usually pick the harder thing or the harder way because the other thing seems too obvious or, or too easy. <laughs> so they don't, they don't think that that should be the thing for them to make money on. I mean, this happens all the time. This was like, this was like when I started my energy healing business and I never 
advertised it, really. I never advertised it. Uh, and for a long time I was doing that and I never said anything on like any of my platforms or anything here. And I had this whole business. I had this whole in-person Reiki business and I had no idea how it grew to what it was. I had literally no idea. And I would always ask people like, where did you like, (laughs) how did you find me? And it would be in the most random ways. And it was something that I never put effort really into growing, but it was a thing that grew so effortlessly. And at the time I was putting, you know, so much of my energy and focus into other avenues of, of my business that I really wanted to work. And it felt hard. And I just kept saying, I kept telling myself, oh, well, you know, anything worth it is hard and all that, all that bullshit. And I just kept pushing, pushing, pushing instead of just looking at what was already happening right on the other side of me, which was my energy healing business was like flowing, good to go. I could have just dropped everything and gone all in on that. And I, you know, never really had to advertise for it. Um, my in-person practice and, you know, with my energy healing, it's kind of always been that way. But at the time I, I was like, well, it's too easy. So that can't be it. (laughs) Right. Because I was still, I was still operating from the belief that I had to work hard to make money. And if it wasn't working hard, then I didn't deserve the money or that couldn't be the right thing or that wasn't prestigious enough. Like I thought that I was more successful if it was really hard to get there, which, uh, you know, then you realize "Eh, I don't really, I don't really like how that's going for me. So I'll just, I'll just make it easier if I can. You know, there are things that pop up in life already that that challenge us. So why make it any harder than needs to be? You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but this is where we can block ourselves and, and people really often have it in their heads, especially if it's been a long time dream. Uh, they've been thinking about it for a long time. They, they have it in their heads that the money has to come through this way. and that's the only door that they're opening. But there are so many other ways that the money or clients or customers could come in. It just requires us to be open to it, to keep our eyes and hearts open to to the other ways. And maybe it flows in, in in ways you never could have expected. And maybe it's even better than than what you were hoping for. There is somebody is probably listening to this, um, who, when I read for this person, <laughs> when I read for this person, this is, this is the situation that I'm always shown visually. Um, this person, they're in a room with multiple doors and they're in front of one door and it's locked. It is locked. And this door is gold and beautiful and ornate and They've decided like this is the door where I'm going to make all my money and they are doing everything that they can, you know, foot up on the door, pulling it, trying to push against it, anything to open the door, trying so hard, sweating. And on the other side of the door, it's just an empty room. It's just an empty room. And two doors over, there's this other door that looks like a boring wood door, nothing fancy. And it's open. This person is so sad on opening this door. They're they're sweating. They're all they can focus on is opening this other door. But this boring wooden door, it's it's open. And if this person 
walked over to that door and they just turned the knob, it would open. And on the other side of that door, there is this huge pile of gold. Think Harry Potter, Gringotts Bank status. All right. <laughs> and whenever I tell this person this, they, they don't they don't like it. <laughs> But I, I'm saying, I'm like, they're telling you it's literally like you're just choosing to make it harder for yourself because you've decided this is the way that things need to come in, but it's not even going to get you what you want. It's not even really going to get you what you want. And if you went over and chose the path of least resistance, the flow will bring you exactly where you want to be. But I think that's a really good example. I mean, this happens for people all the time. So opening yourself up to the many ways in which the universe could deliver financial support to you, can you let it be easy? Can you let it be easy, right? And this is where a lot of the stories come up and people feel guilty and they judge themselves if things are easy. And with that, it's, you know, bringing awareness to it. And I would just ask why, right? Like, is it actually helping me to judge myself here? And, and why do I have to make this more significant than, than it is? And why can't I just let myself receive the support? People do this all the time in the coaching space. Healers do this all the time, right? The unhealed healer, um, where they look at other people, whatever illusion is being projected. <laughs> Not always, right? But, you know, people just look around at other people on social media and they think, oh my gosh, I want what that person has. You don't even know what their life is like. You don't even know if, they, if it's working. The number of people who seem to, on the outside, have these amazing businesses who, really don't make any money. It's quite common. Um, and you know, it's not, that's just, it's a neutral thing. It's not bad or good. I'm just saying, um, but you know, or people will, I think a really common one is a membership. Everybody wants to have a membership. And I mean, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but it's really not for everybody. I just don't, I don't, I don't think it's for everybody. And I can't tell you how many people how many people start memberships because they see other people doing it and they think, oh, well, I want to do it. And in their heads, they think it's some easy thing. And, um, and I'm not saying it, it has to be hard or it can't be done. I'm just saying that not every model is for every person. I don't think. I think it's individual. Um, just the same way as some people really like working with people one-on-one. Other people really prefer more self-paced DIY courses. Other people prefer groups. Some people like all of it. Some people want none of that. Other people want to have a product. You know, there's no right or wrong, but most people, before they decide what model they want to pursue, they don't even stop to think about, is this an alignment for me though? Is this what I want? But I'm just bringing up the membership one because it seems really common right now. And then what people do is they start their membership and they you know, do all this work and they're in it for like three months. And then they're like, I hate this. I want to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> and then you come back to, well, why did you start to begin with? And then a lot of times people realize that their intentions are really, oh, well, I saw so-and-so doing it. So I, I wanted to do it. Um, and yeah, then you, you kind of realize maybe I should get clear on my why moving forward right? Are people who are intuitive and they think that the only way to use their intuitive gifts is to be an intuitive. Um, I would say 95% of people in my life are very psychic and probably only 10% of them use their psychic gifts as, you know, readers or healers for other people. Um, 
most of my friends who are psychic use their gifts just in whatever business they are in, downloading things, inventing things, um, creating, you know, new technology, I'll say, products, methods. So my point is really just expanding your mind, your energy. Money can come through in so many different ways, in ways that you might not have ever expected. You know, I love talking about this. I, I still to this day from this, I don't even know who it's from, some random number. It just happened to me two days ago. Again, every, uh, maybe every few weeks at this point, I just randomly get a text that somebody sent me money. I literally have no idea who it's from. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks. You could randomly get a, a check in the mail from some settlement from Great America when you had the season pass when you're in sixth grade. You know, y- you never know. There could be an inheritance that comes up. There could be some type of big refund here. There could be a mix up with your rent. That was a good one that someone shared in the channel collective. Uh, you just never know. Money can come in all, through in all kinds of ways. But then also when it comes to your life path, your career, how you're spending your day, like your life's work, are you in joy? Are you in joy? Or are you just trying to force something to work because you think that that means success? But then at the end of it, how are you going to feel? So. Believing you have to work really hard to make money when you've decided it has to be really hard, then unless you're in that energy of hard, will it even come in? But then when you're in that energy, you're deflecting it anyway. So see what I mean? That's a really common one. Okay, number four. Number four, fourth common money block keeping entrepreneurs stuck is they have no idea what to do when they get money. So people say they want money all the time. Uh, what are you doing with it though? So <laughs> this is this is learning to direct energy. Uh, and this applies in all areas of our lives. Most people they say they want certain things, but they don't know how to direct the energy coming to them because energy is always coming your way. The question is, are you directing it or just hoping it plops in where you want? And the thing is that if that portal isn't even open, if you're energetically blocking it because of whatever limiting beliefs or fears or whatever it is, uh, then it'll just pop in somewhere else. And that's where you can get overwhelmed or feel like there's too much, all of that. So directing energy, directing money, what are you going to do with your money when you get it? And so I always tell all my clients, make sure that you have a plan. Where is it going? So I always know multiple places where I am directing my money, right? From a logistics standpoint, you can think about your bank accounts and um, when you have different bank accounts for specific purposes and the money knows where to flow. But you know, for me, I always know what my next hire is going to be. I know what my next investment is going to be, multiple investments um, in different capacities. So the thing is, if somebody dropped a million dollars to tomorrow, do you know what you would do with it or would you freak out and would it just sit there? So this is having a larger plan, right? What are you doing with your money? What's the larger goal? It wants to be used wisely. It wants to be directed. That manifestation of abundance, you know, abundance comes through in so many different ways. And so if we're going to talk about money as a physical manifestation of that one 
type, what's the bigger plan? What are you donating to, investing in? What's the next hire? What are you growing? What are you purchasing? And there's not a right or wrong to any of it. It's just, where is it going? People who attract in money really quickly know how to direct the energy and they always know what they are doing with the next amount of money that flows in. So if you don't have a larger plan, if you don't know where it's going or what you're doing with it, then that can be blocking you. Energy needs space to flow into, right? So create space for it to flow into. And if it's just, oh, well, I'm going to direct it into my savings. But if your savings is already at a place where it feels pretty good, um, that's probably not the most effective way to direct money. You could direct it somewhere else where it might feel really open energetically and then it flows in and then maybe you redirect it to your savings if you want to do that. That might actually be you know, more, more efficient for you. I'm really just speaking from an energetic standpoint and like how energy flows, but these are the many reasons why, you know, people don't attract in more money. But this goes along with just treating your money well, right? So knowing where it's going to go, but how are you treating it, right? Is your wallet like a shit show and all of your bills are crumpled? I mean, you're not really respecting money in that way, right? Every time I make a purchase, I say thank you and I express gratitude. Um that's super important, right? I'm thankful for for my ability to spend that money, right? Every time I receive, thank you. Treat the money that you do have well. Be in gratitude for it. Treat it well physically, energetically, emotionally, and watch more come to you. But what most people do is, you know, they have money. They have money. Even people who say, I don't have any money. I mean, you have some money probably for listening to this, if you have a phone and you're listening to this, right? Um, but it might not even be the money itself, right? You could think about, I have money in the sense of like, you know, what is what is a monetary value of everything that I own? Um, it might not be a dollar bill. That's fine. But so many people are in this energy of, I don't have money and I want more money. And it's like, you're not even grateful for what you currently have. So why would more come to you? right? This is creating energetic space for more to come in. So not knowing what to do when you get your money, not having a bigger plan for it, not treating it well. Those all group together for me. Those are really, really common money blocks that keep a lot of entrepreneurs stuck. If you are in alignment with your mission and you are asking to be supported in growing that mission, and if growing that mission means, you know, I need these resources, these materials, I need the support from these types of people. Like if that is what is required to fulfill your mission, of course, you're going to be supported in that. Of course you are. So allow yourself to be, but that's knowing what you're going to do when you get the money. Are you funneling it into fulfilling the mission? This is key. Okay. Last but not least, number five, the the oh so obvious scarcity mindset. <laughs> Are we sick of this yet? I'm not. Oh man, scarcity mindset runs deep. It runs deep. Even people who have been thinking about this for a long time. It comes up so often. It's so it's so prevalent in our society. Scarcity mindset when it comes to money. I don't have enough. There's not enough. I can't afford that. 
always looking for the cheaper option. If the why behind everything you're choosing is I can't afford it, I don't have enough, you're just operating from scarcity, right? Here's the thing. You can make the same decisions from a different energy and get a different result, right? Get a better result. So this is where people misunderstand. People misunderstand and they think, they're like, well, what do I do if I literally don't have the money? Well, what if you just found a different reason to not do X, Y, Z instead of I can't afford it? (laughs) What if it was, oh, I'm actually choosing to do something else, right? Or, oh, I'm really excited. I'm going to do that in the future when I feel like it's the right time. But if it's always, I don't have enough, you're just throwing that scarcity energy. And we, we really want to be stepping into abundance mindset as much as possible. And this has gotten so kicked up in the last few years, um, especially with, you know, like over the last two years, I know a lot of businesses have had this, like people like coming out of the woodwork kind of energy. Um, oh, that thing that I paid for five years ago, (laughs) five years ago, um, I need this from it, or I want this refund or or things like that. Super random people coming out of the woodwork or people just being very like, I don't know, like this energy of squeezing every little bit out of something they paid for. I mean, I have had friends who like through events um, or have books who like, (laughs) it's like years later and people now are like, I, I wasn't satisfied with this, you know, five years ago and I should get X, Y, Z. And I mean, it's just wild, right? What stressful situations bring out in people. But, you know, these are the same types of people that struggle to attract more money. Well, of course, because it's a form of scarcity mindset, right? When you're like, you know, coming out of the woodwork, that type of energy. Um, there's there's a reason for that. Or even like, let's say you're at a store and somebody forgets to the, the person forgets to ring you up for something and you realize it in the moment and you just don't say anything. Well, why don't you say anything? Right? Here's the thing. If I notice it in the moment, of course I'm gonna say something. Like I I don't want that karma rebounding. I'm like, yeah, I'll obviously pay for this. But let's say I didn't notice that at all. It was a totally genuine mistake. And I get home, it's like, oh, whoa, I didn't realize that. Then, you know, maybe that was just a free gift from the universe. But if I realize it in the moment, of course I'm going to pay for it. And there's this weird uh, collective energy for a lot of people of just trying to like, just like trying to get free stuff. It's like the people who go to Costco and spend an hour just eating like all the free food. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, that's scarcity energy. But then, of course, in your business, right, it's I'm not going to outsource this. People who wait so long to outsource things that they should be outsourcing or people who hire employees and don't compensate them very well and ask them to work way too much or vice versa, where somebody's getting hired, like, let's say as a contractor and they're trying to squeeze out, squeeze money out of the entrepreneur that that is paying them. This happens, unfortunately. A lot, especially in the last few years, which has led to a lot of like trust issues amongst a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, you know, a lot of people are, a lot of people are like trying to be VAs now, and the amounts they're they're charging 
and then not even delivering. There's all kinds of weird scarcity stuff that goes on. It's super situational, right? So those are some places that I can pop up. But I would say the most common places that I see scarcity mindset with money coming up for entrepreneurs is not investing in themselves. And that could be in like taking care of themselves, their self-care. This could be support for them. Here's the thing. Any high-level entrepreneur knows that your team of people who support you, uh, for me, that is uh, multiple coaches and healers and um, like body work, things I do to take care of my body and my health and my supplements, my food. I have to be taking care of myself um, from all aspects if I'm going to be able to support the amount of people that I support. I'm going to be able to run multiple businesses that I run. Investing in yourself is huge. And unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, don't do this. And these are the ones that are usually blocked in their growth. You know, I have a friend who had been blocked with money for a long time. And she recently got out of a relationship that was really kind of like messing with her relationship with money, I'll say. And we were talking about it because since she got out of that relationship, she's been spending way more money on herself and her self-care and things that she thought weren't worth it before. And at the same time, her income has like doubled. <laughs> and and she was like, you were right. I just need to spend more money on myself. I'm like, exactly. Right. What are you investing money into? And are you sending money out into circulation? Right. So when there are things that you absolutely hate doing that somebody else would be better at and they like doing, and if you have the means, you know, why not invest that money to give yourself some time and energy back and support another entrepreneur or another business? Scarcity mindset also comes out a lot in comparisonitis, um, you know, when people will like get jealous of others and want what they have and they feel like there's not enough for everybody. There are more than enough clients. There are more than enough people that need our support. There are more than enough connections, right? I see I've seen this play out in like connections as well where people don't want, you know, to connect or to network and they're kind of like hoarding people. It's it's a very weird thing. Um and these are all just sneaky ways that scarcity mindset can come out and that all affects money, whether or not it is directly related to money, right? If you're in scarcity mindset in your relationship and your friendships, your romantic partnership with your health, that will affect your ability to attract in more money. Everything is energy. And sometimes if you feel like, you know what, everything with money is really good. I don't know what's going on. Well, then that's the time to look at other areas of your life as well. It's all connected. So I think I'm going to wrap up there. I hope this was helpful. Love talking about money blocks. Those are five of the most common ones I see coming up for entrepreneurs, keeping them stuck. And I hope this was helpful in bringing some awareness to things for you. I think these are all things that come up for every entrepreneur at one point or another. And when we can identify, then we can get out of our own way and truly let ourselves receive. And if you are ready to get out of your own way with your business, then now's the time to sign up for No Bullshit Business School, my signature business coaching program. If you are an online coach, 
healer. I've also had chefs, consultants, artists, had all kinds of business owners go through that program. This will teach you everything you need to know to master the strategy and energetics in your business and scale to six figures and beyond. I go back to those lessons myself. I have had people go through that program who are making seven figures and they tell me that (laughs) it completely transforms their business. So there is something in there for everybody. And if you want to check it out, just head to bit.ly slash no BS biz school. You can check out everything that is included there and check out the experiences from bunch of my clients on there as well. All right, that's going to be it for today's show. If it was helpful, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media and tag me at Christina the channel so I can repost you and say thank you. Always means the world to me. If you haven't already taken a minute to leave a rating and review on iTunes, it truly, truly means the world to me and the team. I can't tell you enough how big a deal it is to all podcast hosts when you do leave a rating and review. It really, really means a lot to us. So I so appreciate you taking a second to do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.